Good morning. I love reading my Bible. Honestly, it's so life-giving. Before we really jump in this morning, can I just share with you a few snippets of some of the things that I've been reading in my Bible this week? I hope it's as much of an encouragement to you as it has been and is to me. Philippians 4 says this, Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stay true to the Lord. I love you and long to see you. Dear friends, for you are my joy. How true is that verse? Honestly, I love you and uh, I long to see you. And over the next few months, particularly, we're going to try and create as many social environments as we can just to allow you to interact with each other. We need to see you and we want you to see each other. We love you and we miss you. And um, those of you that are joining us, we long to see you and we long for you to meet others too. Stay true to the Lord. That's what the passage says in this most challenging time. Stay true to the Lord. Verse 4 says this, always be joyful in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Remember the Lord is coming soon. It says always be full of joy. I say it again. You know, I, I say it and I need to say it again. I say it to myself that I want to be full of joy. Let's remind ourselves of, of joy and the joy that we find in the Lord and the fact that one day he is coming back and he's coming back for his church. I love his church because I love what he loves. And we want to let that truth be spoken over us and ourselves again today. Always be full of joy. I pray that over you now. If you've lost that, is that if that's in any way been dampened, that even this morning now, through the power of the Spirit, that that would be rekindled. It says in verse 7, His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. We need to have guarded hearts and minds right now, don't we? It's so easy to feel criticised, but also to be critical. It's so easy to be selfish and to be a consumer in these moments. And I, I pray over us, Lord, guard our hearts and our minds. Free us from ourselves and free us from the trappings of our day and the culture. Verse 23, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. I absolutely love how it phrases that verse. I'm praying that over you right now. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. May literally your spirit come alive through. May you find life in and through and because of the overflow of grace that we find in God. You know, however you feel today, whether you feel refreshed or depleted, whether full of joy or, or, or robbed, whether in great hope or, or great despair, however you come, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. We've got to get our eyes onto Jesus. I love reading my Bible. I read as well in this week in Colossians 1.15. It says this, Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything else was created and is supreme over all creation. Through him, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things we can see and the things we can't see, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. He existed before anything else and he holds all creation together. 
Christ is also the head of the church, which is his body. Love it. He holds it all together. Jesus holds it all together. You don't have to hold it all together. That's his job. He existed before anything else and he holds it all together. Knowing that, you can therefore always be filled with joy. Knowing that, you can therefore allow his peace to guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus because Christ is the head of the church which is his body. We're his body. We want to spend ourselves on him and spend ourselves on his church. Why am I so ridiculously passionate about the church? Because my eyes have seen Jesus. Christ is the head of the church, which is his body. We love what he loves. He's coming back for his church. He says in the passage, remember, the Lord is coming soon. Just in the meantime, We've got to try not to do silly stuff, fall over ourselves and fall over each other and try not to let our joy be dampened by the earthly realities because we live with our minds in a heavenly reality and we've got a job to do. We need to learn to love him more and learn to love the things that he loves more. That's each other. And that's also the city that he places us in. And as we read our Bibles, our hearts are aligned to obediently love and serve and follow him. As we read our Bibles, that's what happens. I I want to encourage you, read your Bible. Read it more than you read the news. Read it more than you read culture. Read it more than you would watch Netflix. Spend your time delving into the word of God. You know, last week I started a new series called Led to the Lost. If you missed it, I'd encourage you to to catch up. I I believe and I pray that it's life-giving. But we want to be people that are led to the lost. We want to get ourselves closer to Jesus and then help others do the same. I'm framing most of this series around the book of John. If you're not familiar with the Bible, the, the book of John is just a few books into the New Testament. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and then we find John. And if if you've not read it, Honestly, I want to say read read John. You you could read it outright if you've got time to do that. It wouldn't actually take you that long. Or you could read the 21 chapters over 21 days. That might take you a bit longer, but would allow you to, to just chew it over and mull it over and really digest it. Equally, I'd say to you, actually, just do both. You know, John John is a book that is trying to help us be able to believe in Jesus, to see enough, to glimpse enough, to understand enough that we can believe in him. That's what I long for for you today. Remember what I read earlier in Philippians 4, it says, therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stay true to the Lord. I love you and I long to see you, dear friends, for you and my joy. Honestly, stay true to the Lord. How are you going to do that? It's by seeing enough, by glimpsing enough, by understanding enough about him that we can believe in him and then living that out with everything we have in us because we're led to him and that then leads us to the lost. Gosh, sorry, that was just the introduction, but let's. I just want to dig into John today. Can we look at John uh, chapter 1, verse 35 to 51. If you don't have a Bible handy, I'm just going to read it to us. But it says this, The following day John was again standing by two of his disciples. As Jesus walked by, John looked at him and declared, Look, there is the Lamb of God. 
When John's two disciples heard this, they followed Jesus. Jesus looked around and saw them following. What do you want? He asked them. They replied, Rabbi, which means teacher. Where are you staying? Come and see, he said. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon and they went with him to the place where he was staying. And they, remind, they, sorry, they remained with him the rest of the day. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the men who heard that John, what John said and then followed Jesus. Andrew went to find his brother Simon and told him, We've found the Messiah, which means Christ. Then Andrew brought Simon to meet Jesus. Looking initially, sorry, looking intently at Simon, Jesus said, Your name is Simon, son of John, but you will be called Cephas, which means Peter. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, Come follow me. Philip was from Bethsaida, Andrew and Peter's hometown. Philip went to look for Nathanael and told him, We have found the very person Moses and the prophets wrote about. His name is Jesus, the son of Joseph of Nazareth. Nazareth, exclaimed Nathanael. Can anything good come from Nazareth? Come and see for yourself, Philip replied. As they approached, Jesus said, Now here is a genuine son of Israel, a man of complete integrity. How do you know me? Nathanael asked. Jesus replied, I could see you under the fig tree before Philip found you. Then Nathanael explained, Rabbi, you are the son of God, the king of Israel. Jesus asked him, do you believe just because I told you I'd seen you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than this. Then he said, I tell you the truth. You will all see open heaven open and the angels of God going up and down on the son of man, the one who is the stairway between heaven and earth just so we can really grasp this i kind of want to say in one sentence what is happening four simple ordinary men have their lives completely transformed by jesus and then offer compelling endorsements of jesus to others they provide this come and see moment if I was to really simply try and break down what's going on, it's this. John the Baptist endorses Jesus to the crowd. Andrew endorses Jesus to his brother. Philip endorses Jesus to a friend. And Nathaniel endorses Jesus as the Son of God. Crowd, friend, brother, Jesus as the Son of God. So what do, what do we take from that? Where are we going with this? Well, there's kind of three things. Firstly, Jesus chooses you to follow him. The second one is Jesus transforms you in the process of doing that. And the third one is we're, we're called to call others to Jesus. We are led to the lost. And John 1, in, in this kind of statement that we've just read, in this passage that we've just read, four men offer compelling endorsements of Jesus. They're not celebrities, they're not um, paid spokesmen, they are ordinary, simple men whose lives have been transformed by Jesus. You know, all of us, I would say, respond, don't we, to endorsements. If you think about it, what have you done, what have you fought or what have you bought because others spoke well of it or recommended it? You could list off a whole load of things, holidays, hoovers, restaurants, clothes, cars, areas to live. You, we could go on and on and on and you could probably think of multiple things. And of course that happens. But what about the endorsements that change lives? 
you know, John the Baptist's life purpose was to prepare the way for Jesus so that when he sees Jesus, he passes on those that he stirred to Jesus. It says this in the passage that we read. It says, as Jesus walked by, John looked at him and declared, look, there is the Lamb of God. And when John's two disciples heard this, they followed Jesus. You know, honestly, I don't think it's really more complicated than that. Don't look to anyone or anyone else. Look to Jesus. Yeah, others will stand with you. Others will cry with you. Others will encourage you and all sorts. But put your faith, put your hope, put your trust in Jesus and Jesus alone. John didn't grab anything. You know, he didn't think, oh, it would it would be nice if. You know, it would inflate my ego. It would settle my insecurities if they followed me. He deflected them to Jesus. John provides such a beautiful model to us. The human tendency is to try and make a name for ourselves, to try and attach our name to other people's or to institutions or to things that make people remember us or to, to think that we have something or to think that we might be something great. Oh, honestly, like goodness me, as we consider what it is to be led to the lost, we need to ensure that we are so out of the way that they just see him, that we're so minimised that he's maximised. <coughs> Why is John's endorsement so powerful? Because he gives up everything. He gives up his influence and his authority to testify about who Jesus is. There's the, the first real challenge in this, I think, for us. If, if we want to see Jesus made known in this city, in this community, in your workplace and family and social spaces, we have to learn to get out of the limelight so that we can get it onto Jesus. If our conversations are so dominated with us and our story, they aren't going to see him and his story. If it becomes about our career and our influence and ah, 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 then it's not going to be about him, him, him. You know, honestly, have I told you enough about Jesus? Probably the one question I ask myself is literally that every day. I am, am I out of the way enough that you would come and taste and see the goodness of the Lord among us? That's kind of what John the Baptist is doing. Then Andrew endorses Jesus to his brother. Verse 41, Andrew went to find his brother Simon and told him, we have found the Messiah, which means Christ. Don't bury what you've found. Share it, share it, share it. We can become so comfortable sometimes with the people close to us that we don't share it. You know, maybe friends or family or work colleagues that we've got to the point where it becomes uncomfortable to share our faith because we don't want to rock the boat. We don't want to lose something that maybe we think relationally we've gained. I, I, can I just challenge that view? Because Andrew hunts down his brother. It's almost more important to him. I've got the, the best thing in life. I've got the life-giving thing. I'm going to share it with you as quickly as possible is almost how we see in it. The, the moment that we're in for this is really quite unbelievable, I'd say. We've got to seize the reconnection moments, the relational social interaction moments. Come and see. Come and taste something that I've tasted. Come and see the Lord in his glory. You know, Matthew 13, 44 says this, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure that a man discovered hidden in a field. In his excitement, 
he hid it again and sold everything he owned to get enough money to buy the field. Matthew 18 verse 12, if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them wanders away, what will he do? Will only leave the 99 others on the hills and go in search of the one that is lost. And when he finds it, I tell you the truth, he will rejoice over it more than the 99 that didn't wander away. There is a, a there's an excitement. There's an expectancy. There's a rejoicing about sharing Jesus that that when we're called to to lead others to to the lost, that's what percolates within us and we've got to hold that and find it in Jesus that there should be a joy and a rejoicing and an excitement in us and on us for this because we found him the one that we're searching for, the one that we're waiting for. And Jesus then offers others through us this come and see moment. Come and see. that You know, that's the moment that we're called to call others into, that we would find any and every way possible to do that. So we've got to have the barbecues. We've got to have the moment at the school gates. We've got to have the moment at the bus stop or in the Uber or at the checkout, that we find ways to say, hey, come and see. You know, I try and tell everybody I possibly can about 422 because I'm trying to find ways to tell people about Jesus's heart for the lost, the last and the least because I've seen Jesus. I can't not give him away. It's not because I'm a do-gooder, although I want to do good because I've seen good. I've seen good in the face of Jesus. And Andrew sees enough that he runs from the conversation to find his brother and to say, hey, Here's an endorsement of Jesus. Come and see for yourself. So John the Baptist does it. Andrew does it. And then Philip does it. It says this in the passage. The next day Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, come follow me. Philip was from Bethsaida and Andrew and Peter's hometown. Philip went to look for Nathaniel and told him, we found the very person Moses and the prophets wrote about. His name is Jesus, the son of Joseph from Nazareth we've we've got to get into our own lane I'm not going to do it how you do it and you don't need to do it how I do it but we need to get in our lane of feeling led to the lost and sharing Jesus with the lost Philip calls Jesus the fulfillment of the Old Testament prophets you know Jesus is the one in whom the law and the prophets testified Jesus almost qualifies later Philip's statement when he's debating with the Jewish leaders we see it in John 5:39 he says this you search the scriptures be, be, you search the scriptures because you think they give you eternal life but the scriptures point to me Jesus said you let, let me say this about Philip's endorsement of Jesus don't be put off by somebody else's style find yours Find your lane, your moments of inspiration and encouragement. Let's be people that are led to the lost. Philip does it in a different way to the other two, but he did it in the way that was him and that therefore had an impact. And I want you to find your way, your style, but we've got to be feeling stirred and led to the lost. If you're thinking, gosh, I need help with this. I want to be activated in this. I pray that you do because this is part of our job description of having seen him is to then show him. I'd say um, there's three really helpful books. One is called Power Evangelism by John Wimber. Fantastic book. The second is called The Art of Neighbouring by Jay Pafak. Again, a really helpful book. First one about power. This one about how practically to reach those in your community. And the third one is called 42 Seconds 
by a guy called Colmadiris. Um, again, a really, really practical way of sharing your faith. Fantastic books, and I highly recommend all three of them because we want to be people that are intentionally led to the lost and then leading those lost towards Jesus. You're the only Bible that some people are going to get the chance to read. John the Baptist does it, Andrew does it, Philip does it, and then we read that Nathaniel does it. You know, when Peter introduced Nathaniel, he called him the son of Joseph. Verse 45 says this, Philip went to look for Nathanael and he told him, we have found the very person Moses and the prophets wrote about. His name is Jesus, the son of Joseph from Nazareth. You know, Nathanael's eventual response was that Jesus' father wasn't a Jewish carpenter. His father was the God of the universe. Verse 49, then Nathanael exclaimed, Rabbi, you are the son of God, the king of Israel. But his first response on hearing about Jesus wasn't actually positive. It wasn't the acknowledgement that we see come later. Do you remember that bit? It said in verse 46 that I read earlier, Nazareth, explained Nathaniel. Can anything good come from Nazareth? But in response to his doubt, Philip brought Nathaniel to Jesus. Verse 46, he said this, in response to that doubt, come and see for yourself. Philip replied, come and see for yourself. I love it. He's undeterred. He's not put off by a slight knockback or bit of rejection. He's undeterred in his persistence. Just because you've been knocked back, I want to say go again. Just because you've seen no fruit, I want to say go again. Just because maybe you've been in context misunderstood or mocked or belittled or humiliated or struggled to find the right language and it was a bit clunky, whatever it might be for you, I want to say go again. Come and see for yourself, Philip said. Don't show them you, show them him. I don't need to be impressive because I'm not impressive. I don't need to impress them. I need them to see him. Nathaniel meets Jesus and his heart is exposed. Jesus looks him in the eyes and he says to him, verse 47, now here is a genuine son of Israel, a man of complete integrity. He's right, but Nathaniel still wasn't ready to believe, the passage says. Don't be put off because people don't drop to their knees when you introduce them to Jesus. Nathaniel didn't when he was stood before the very physical person of Jesus. So why should we expect it to be any different to us? We've got to just keep going. Matthew, sorry, verse 48, Nathaniel gives this bit of pushback. How do you know about me? Nathaniel asked Jesus. Don't, don't be wobbled by those moments of confusion or pushback or where it doesn't happen in the way you hoped or longed for. Don't be deterred by that. Verse 48, Jesus replied, I could see you under the fig tree before Philip found you. Then Nathanael explained, Rabbi, you are the son of God, the king of Israel. Nathanael's undone by the supernatural. Jesus knew something about him that naturally he couldn't have known. You know, sometimes we're more cautious or nervous or reserved because we're trying to do it in our own strength and our own way. This isn't about you. This is about showing up in faith, allowing the Lord to usher in the supernatural. I'm not sharing the results of the football with people. I'm sharing Jesus with people. This is the son of the living God. You know, as I read earlier, the passage said, Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. 
He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. For through him, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things we see and the things we can't see, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers and authorities in the unsealed world. Everything was created through him and for him. He existed before anything else and he holds all creation together. That's who we're sharing. I'm not sharing me, I'm sharing that. I'm sharing him. People who'd be inclined to disbelieve encountering Jesus and him winning over their faith. That's really what happens multiple times in the Gospel of John. It's accounts of unbelief melting before belief. I'm like, doubt your doubts. You know, I don't I don't look onto the face of Jesus in his face and his hand pierced by nails those moments of come and look upon the face of Jesus there's an invitation to us and others to come and see but the passage ends with a statement you will see it's not just come and see it's you will see how can you drop your fears your doubts and your skepticism to allow him to fully inhabit and stare your faith and belief in him to fully know and understand all that he has for us jesus invites us to come and see that's what we really need what are you looking for even right now this morning what is it that you're looking for you know acceptance or position or influence or excitement or escape or love or security or experience or approval you know we're all looking for something jesus invites us to come and discover in him all we'll ever need only jesus can fill and meet those needs we are chosen to follow him we're transformed by him and we're invited to stir others to follow him to endorse him to others we're led to the lost and we want to be people that remove any and every obstacle from that or to that allowing us to do it freely and with power and with authority amen why don't, why don't we pray together i believe the lord's going to minister to you this morning right where you are right now or whenever it is that you're listening to this so let's just do that you might want to close your eyes or just have a moment where you open your heart and your mind you open your even your physical body to the holy spirit lord i pray come and let us meet you this morning and come and transform us to become more like you lord i pray i pray for us as a church individually and collectively put a burden on us for the lost Lord, break our hearts this morning for the lost. We want to be led to the lost. Even right now, stir up just a, an image or a picture or names, whatever it is, of people and places and scenarios. People in our lives we know or might come to know. We want to be led to them. We want to be people that reach out to the lost. Lord, I pray for all of us. I just believe there's there's going to be moments of even revelation now for you, that you would see more of him. This is a response to revelation. Some of you are just a burden for this. I want to be people like John the Baptist that lead people. Point, don't, don't point them to you, point them to him. Some of you have tried hanging on to it. It's almost you found an element of security or affirmation or you know, it's done something in you that isn't for you. It's for him. Let, let people go. Be a person who just points them to him. Deflect, mirror, 
don't hold or absorb. It limits and reduces you and it limits and reduces what he might want to do through you. Lord, if there's a moment of conviction in that, let it be so. Draw us back to our knees. Lord, what do you want to say? Just believe for some of you the joy I spoke of at the start has just been drained and dampened and waned. You've become weary. Lord, breathe in the joy of the Lord, which is our strength joy of the Lord Lord the, some of you it's like a even like a you come and stay true to the Lord again your root's been wobbled come and strengthen your root in him and for him let it be again go again just believe the Lord is stirring some of you in faith to activating certain areas some of you i think is dreams you're just longing for the dreams of god dreams to to live out but also actually dreams in your sleep where he is speaking to you and you hear something of the tenderness and the voice of god i think there's somebody this morning you've got a element of you just feel confused at the minute it's almost like you feel unwell and a bit you're just not yourself but you feel really like your mind is foggy just believe the Lord wants to remove that and bring a, a fresh, fresh um, clarity over you. Just as I was praying this morning, I just felt um, something around organs. I don't know if some of you maybe have a dysfunction or a problem with some of your main organs. Just believe they wanted to um, pray into that this morning. So I pray that over you. If that's the case, that there would be physical healing over your organs this morning maybe you've been diagnosed with something or something spoken over you that you know almost a physical condition it will be like this and it will always be like this well it isn't because we believe in greater things so lord i pray now in the name of jesus for that to be recreated to be restored to be healed to realign with the power and the authority of the name of jesus Everything is created and sustained and held together by you. Trust this is a blessing to you this morning. I just want to leave you in a moment. Let the, let the Lord minister to you. Don't rush these moments. Let him minister to you. Let other people step into that. You might want to reach out to someone in your small group or someone else in this wider community to stand with you and pray with you to encourage you to speak life and hope of Jesus over you but I'll leave you now just with some um, gentle music playing but God bless you and we pray you have a good week thank you for joining us <laughs>